probably saying to yourselves, hey, I'm going to go out and I'm going to get the world by the tail and wrap it around and pull it down and put it in my pocket. Well, I'm here to tell you that you're probably going to find out as you go out there that you're not going to amount to jack squat. <laughs> you're going to end up eating a steady diet of government cheese and living in a van down by the river. Now, young man, what do you want to do with your life? Welcome to Talking Giants, presented by SeatGeek. I'm your host, Bob. It's getting here with my co-host, Justin Pennick. And we've got the Andrew Thomas interview. Wow. This has been in the works for a while. Wow. Um, I'm glad that we decided to do it in person, because we were supposed to do a charity event. It ended mm-hmm. up getting canceled, so we, I would have literally came up here for no reason, but it ended up working out. I had a really cool interview with Andrew Thomas, which about 25 minutes. Um, we'll get to that in a second. But it was it was definitely cool, and we're going to talk about uh, two two of the new undrafted free agents, Ryder Anderson and Jordan Mosley, who were signed from rookie camp, and a couple of their talking points out of rookie camp. Um, Justin, man, it felt good to finally get that Thomas interview mm. done because we kind of knew it was going to happen for a long time. Bobby Skinner, I'm pumped. I'm pumped for this. I kind of like doing things that are different from everybody else, and especially in the slowest of times of the year. Now, still coming off the draft, but this is still like the start of the slow period. And I love that we're putting something out, and I'm really, really pumped that we're putting something out that's exciting that everybody's going to see. Yeah, and it's um, it's one of those moments. for Like, there's always moments for Talking Giants, and I know people want us to get right to the interview, but there's always moments for Talking Giants, and this was like, we knew this was, like, this is going to be a moment for our yeah, listeners. Absolutely. So we're definitely, definitely happy to enjoy it. And, and we were really worried. It was actually a good interview. I was worried that, you know, he's a quiet guy and he'd kind of treat yeah. like a press conference. Or We also did it in a van. Yeah, we did it in a van. So <laughs> it was, was like, kind of weird. You know, it might be a little awkward. We had never talked. In, you know, we had talked before, but never talked in mm-hmm. person. Um, but, no, he was very personal. Very was, cool was, guy. Yeah. It was a good time. So And also, like, I love when you talk to people and it's like, oh, that's kind of like how I expected you to be. I mean, he's still like a down-to-earth guy. If, if, if almost if he was too enthusiastic and if he was, like, too, like – yeah. energetic that'd be like oh this isn't really who I kind of thought that you were but it was exactly like AT is the kind of guy like he is the kind of guy that he like presents himself to be and let's not bury the lead with it he's the best player on the New York Giants yeah, like, he is. That's, like we yep. did an in, our first in-person interviews with the best player like we could have done in-person interviews before but it was like man this is the best player on the Giants let's let's do this let's try and do this in person and then we have the van down by the river I am a little like <laughs> like we did we recorded in a van. Mr. Brownstone made a really nice edit. I won't say what it was. but and now was we're great. here on a casting couch. Yeah, we're now we're on a couch in a this hotel. Is, this is part of our brain. Uh, Snacks and I in Massachusetts, we were on a casting couch. Um, so this is just ultimately part of our brain now. A lot of our in-person stuff yeah, I mean, just we're in gives the, off porno vibes. Yeah, we're in the elevator with some you know guy, and we... You know, we have a bunch of lighting and cameras. Oh, I felt weird. Walk, you know. Oh, man, I felt weird. We had a camera... <laughs> Uh, like a briefcase just full of things that it could be anything. Yeah, it. I felt I felt kind of funky, but totally worth it. Totally fun. Andrew Thomas is a really cool guy. Um, also, we didn't talk about this in the interview, but he pulled up in a truck, black Dodge Ram, beastly truck. Oh my gosh! And I and I'm a sucker for for anything that's kind of like Chrysler built, and especially if it's got a Hemi engine in it. And I was like, oh, yeah, it's like, did you did you make any custom, customizations to that truck? And he said, well, you got it. And he's like, no. So I said, oh, what you got to do is put a supercharger in it. He's like, oh, no, it has a supercharger. I'm like, oh, so you just bought 
a truck with the supercharger in it, which is like <laughs> just was like baller. So it's yeah. awesome. No, he he was definitely fun with us. Yeah. The only time he wasn't was like when I was like, "Hey, you know we have the same birthday," and he's like, "That's yeah." He did, he had no reaction to that. Cool. Um, um so we'll we'll kick it to the interview. Um, first, the reason these in- interviews are possible is mm. because of our sp- some special people. We got Jameson Renfro, who is uh, he's like a, he's a mix of Jameson Williams and Hunter Renfro. Hunter Renfro, yeah. Very opposite wide receivers. Trent Grunza. I've never seen that last name before. Grunza. Robbie Scola, Luis Scola's brother. You know, played with the Nets for at one point, and sure. then Scott Peter. My my brother's middle name is Scott. Jason Scott Skinner. If you need to look him up in the database. Justin, who are these people? Patreon.com slash Talking Giants. That's where those wonderful people went. $2 a month plus some other tiers. You get to sign up, hang out with us, watch the shows live as we record them. Bobby Skinner will send you some stickers, magnets in the mail. And also, two times a month, you are entered into shirt raffles. Patreon.com slash Talking Giants. Thank you. And if you want to you know, not lose money and you know on Patreon, you want to make money, slide in the stacks of cash this baseball season with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of Major League Baseball. New new customers can bet just five dollars on any team to win and get one hundred and fifty dollars in free bets, no matter what, win or lose. By the way, we were at our warehouse where they play blitzball. Sure, I threw the blitzball around a little bit. That thing's fun to throw. Yeah, like Peter Moylan, who's a former MLB pitcher, having trouble throwing that ball. I don't get it because I had I was like, man, I could throw this ball. You can throw some nice strikes with this. All ball. right, so you're you're pitcher, I'm hitter. So that's that's our roles. Yeah, okay. glad you said uh, hitter instead of something else. Fielder. That works too. Lurking to turn a small be- small bet into a big payday during MLB season with with DraftKings same game parlays. We're in a hotel with a camera. You can do just that. Create your own parlay by combining multiple bets, like which team will win. How many? You could do it. How many bases you could do will it. be stolen? Total runs and more. It's your shot at even an even bigger payout. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit. Withdraw your cash, whatever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code JOHNBOY. Bet just $5 and get $150 in free bets no matter what happens on the field. That's promo code JOHNBOY at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of Major League Baseball. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Eligibility trademark. Trademarks used with permission. It. We have no AC in this freaking room, and it is hot. Like, like what a horrible hotel. All right, and here's Andrew Thomas. Come on, pay attention in there. Let's go. We got a beautiful day. Work. Play fast. Play fast. Whoa. Ah. All right. We're live here at MetLife Stadium doing our one of our first in-person interview, or first inter- in-person interview with the player, Andrew Thomas. First question, do you go by Drew or Andrew? Because, you know, I see the Drew stuff, but everybody, you know, calls you Andrew Thomas. It depends. Uh, my mom calls me Andrew, but yeah. my friends call me Drew. Okay, yeah. Well, my brother is James, but I, you know, we call him Jamie and everyone. Yeah. I was just wondering, you know, I went to a, a VBS as a kid, mm-hmm. and they're like, "What's your name, Robert?" But I go by I've never. No one calls me Robert. Right. And so for the rest of the week, everyone was calling me Robert because I yeah. froze up and, <laughs> and say, you know, you know, said I was, I was, I was Robert. Sure. I just dropped an AT. How do you feel about that? People call me that too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Some of my teammates, right some of the coaches too. Um. So you. Franchise left tackle for for the New York Giants, fourth overall pick. So things are starting to come together with you. But I know as a former offensive lineman, I know it kills Gates. Is, like, your your prize moments catching that touchdown versus Tampa Bay? Definitely. <laughs> uh, for sure. I mean, since I was young, I always talked about being the tight end and playing receiver, like, all the way back to high school. And none of the coaches believed me. So 
finally getting a chance to run a play was it was the best moment. So you never got like the trick play shot in high school or like a defensive touchdown or anything. So in high school we had a play, but we never called it. Okay, so. yeah, I, my first year playing football, I told my coach I was like, you know, I can play tight end at the right. goal line, and he mm-hmm. just looked at me like, I, I bet you shut the hell up and play, you know, worry about offensive <laughs> sure. line. Um, Real quick, a little bit closer. You're the man. Okay. Right on. So here's something you do need to tell this coaching staff mm. is you've caught in two passes, mm-hmm. you know, the two-pointer versus Dallas and then the touchdown versus Tampa. Yeah. Both years they allowed the media to record you guys catching passes in practice the week before. Yep. And I almost thought about saying something when I saw that. I was like, last time they were catching pack, passes in practice, they, you know, they ran a pass. And, uh, but I kept quiet because, you know, I'm a team guy. Mm-hmm. So that that's something you got to you know like hey next time we run that, this, you know. No, I, rem- I remember when we, when they put it on Twitter. Um, I hit up our media guy. I was like, hey, they posting like, running the plays and stuff like that. Like, they were like, don't worry about it. It'll be fine. I was like, okay. It's it's something that like if you're an opponent, you don't really think about the offensive right. lineman's numbers. Sure. But I was at, I you know I live in Florida, so I was at that game. Mm-hmm. And anytime you know, paired whoever come in, about seventy four is eligible, exactly. and then before that play, seven eight is eligible. And I, yeah, I mean, I just stood around right. to everyone in my. I was like, "It's going to Thomas. It's right. going to Thomas. It's <laughs> going to Thomas." Right. DJ made you work for that. Throw, no, he though. did. Yeah, it was pressure that play. <laughs> uh, he had some pressure in his face. Um, and usually in practice, you know, he puts it right on my numbers. It's, it's, yeah. it's easy, but he. He threw it up there, had to jump and get it. Um, once I caught it, I was I was turned. It, it made for a better picture, and we got it. We got that was your Air Jordan moment. Air Jordan, yeah, we got yeah, Air Drew. <laughs> yeah, we got We got to send you the shirts for the Air Drew. I, I've been meaning yep. to do that. Do you now? Obviously, things didn't go to plan last year, but mm-hmm. do you still talk trash to like Kenny Galladay and Kadarius Tony? Like, remember? Don't forget, I have more <laughs> touchdowns as a New York Giant than you guys. Nah, I don't have to say anything. They already know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Rub it in a little bit. Um. So, you want to talk about you know the rookie year through? Yeah, yeah. So, so twenty twenty. You know, yeah. obviously, you know, a, a kind of a, a two part season, right? Mm-hmm. First half, you know, kind of the rookie struggles, and then the second half, it kind of it, it kind of kicks in. So, I want to know: was there like an aha moment? Was there a moment where that kind of light bulb kind of mm-hmm. came on? Whether it was su- something technical, something in your mindset, um, was there like an aha moment that you had to kind of transition that rookie year and turn into the the at that we kind of know you as? It was kind of around the bye week. Mm-hmm. Um, that's when I really started to understand um, my set and stuff like that. Like in, in the early part of the season, like had an issue of like oversetting. Um, so eager to get outside, you know what I'm saying, and giving up the inside. So just working on that. And then like my, my hand placement and stuff like that. I'm still working on that now, but I think that was the biggest difference from the early um, part of the season to the, to the second part. You know, so obviously I do like the O-line videos, but, mm-hmm. you know, obviously like that's surface level stuff. Mm-hmm. But from my point of view, it was, you know, looking at it, and, you know, they were working. It seemed like they were working on a lot of your hand stuff. And then mm-hmm. that Tampa game versus JPP and coming yeah. off the Eagles game, which was obviously a low moment on prime time, mm-hmm. it seemed like you just kind of like, all right, let me get my post foot and mm-hmm. make sure they're not killing me. And then, like, oh, like, it seemed to me like a click, like, I'm athletic enough versus mm-hmm. all these guys where I can yeah. even I can cheat a little bit inside and then, like, these guys aren't going to get around right. the corner on me. Yeah, I mean, that's the goal um, playing left tackle is, like, we want you to run around. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, you can't get up, give up the inside, and that was something that I was struggling with. But I understood um, the term we use is like lagging, like on the inside of the rusher. Um, just making sure I'm keeping that relationship with him, regardless of where he goes. And most of the times, the ball going by the time you know he gets around the edge. Right. Yeah. So it, it was an ascending. Now this past year, like you had a really good year. You know, we don't need to tell you that. Mm. But that Patriots preseason game, yeah. it was you know it was only 12 reps, but obviously mm. there were some struggles. Was there? 
like you know, obviously you you know you got to play cool, calm, and collected. But mm-hmm. was there a moment like, oh my gosh, like am I going to have issues in this second year after building on everything? Like, was there like any like confidence and you know? No, like, I, I wasn't worried at all. I think I had a um, a pretty solid week of practice when we practiced up there with them. Um, I was dealing with some you know other issues like sickness and stuff like that, but I wasn't worried at all. I felt like um, I had my technique down. You know what I'm saying, and I was ready for the season. How's the ankle doing, by the way? It's doing good. Recovery's um, coming along well. Um, they let me take my time coming back, so right. I'm appreciating that so far. Uh, so you're working with, you know, a new group and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Have, Evan Neal was drafted, mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, you could throw it in his face, like, I'm the left tackle, I'm going to get the left tackle money out of me. So was today your first day uh, meeting him, or did you talk with him at all before? No, nah, this is my first time meeting him. Um, real good guy, seems like, so far. He doesn't talk that much, but I, I think that he's – He's going to be a great player. Like he's he's eager to learn already. You know, already asking questions. How you know I get the plays down? How I understand them and things like that. So um, definitely going to look out for him. He could be a great player for us. Yeah, he seems like kind of like a head down, like yeah. you know, like a do my business for type sure. of guy. Like you know, yeah. similar to the way you are. Right. With that, like, so you were part of a 2020 class mm-hmm. with you know three of like you know Makai's been injured, but when mm-hmm. Makai's playing, he's good. Yeah. You know, Tristan is good. Jedrick is, is good. Did uh, now you're quiet. You're mm-hmm. not going to post out you know a bunch of stuff. Mm-hmm. But do you ever have a moment where you want to be like, yeah, all that trash was talked about me 2020 going into this year mm-hmm. and, and just kind of be like, like, no, watch watch my game, you know, because obviously the Giants haven't been yeah. on, you know, the big moments, you know, because sometimes with offensive linemen, it's like yeah. you got to be on a, a great team to really get that notice. Now, what I've learned is that um, when you're looking at film, um, sometimes like when the media portrays it, sometimes it's not as bad as it as you think it is, and yeah. vice versa. Sometimes you know they they may praise you, and it's not as good. There were some games last year that I might have had a, a high grade and stuff like that, but there's things on film that I know I need to correct. You know what I'm saying? So I just try to stay as level headed as possible because you know you're going to have your ups and downs, but being consistent in your technique, I think that's what takes you to the next level. Yeah. Do you do you look at those grades? Uh, for sure. Yeah, I definitely look at those grades. Um, I have people. Um, that break down my film and stuff outside yeah. of, you know, the team and stuff like that. They, they have access to that stuff, and I do look at that as well. Yeah, yeah. right on. Yeah, and the, and the coaches, like, grade you guys mm-hmm. every week, right? right. And sure. even if you're not going to brag that you're kind of breaking out and you're kind of low-key, you yeah. know, the best tackle from that class, it's, that's that's why we're here. So. For sure. <laughs> that's why sure. we're here. Yeah, I'll tweet at Tristan Works like, hey, play left tackle <laughs> like Drew, and then we'll talk. <laughs> then we'll talk. <laughs> you know. Um, who, who's the closest, like, the guy you're closest with on mm-hmm. the team? And I feel like I we probably all know this answer. Yes, yeah, a few guys. Um, obviously, Aziz and Tay, just from the you know the Georgia connection. Um, but offensive lineman, really close with um, Matt Parrott and Shane. Yeah. yeah. How much I I talked with Shane briefly, and I was like, man, I, it kills me to watch to like because you guys are rookie year. All right. I mean, you guys were moving guys on some of those yep. double teams. You guys are running some more gap stuff, sure. and it was like even when you had some issues with your pass, like right. they're moving cats in the run game. Yep. Uh, did you ever feel like you were cursed, though? Like, I think the first five mm-hmm. weeks of the year you had a different left card. Yeah, it, it was tough, honestly. You know, the biggest thing with offensive unit is the continuity. And when they're switching that much, um, it's hard because sometimes you get, you know, you get to a point where you're playing with guys. We don't have to speak. We just understand, you know, how we're going to treat this twist, on like, different double teams and stuff like that. So when it's a new guy, you just have to over-communicate, um, and that was definitely a challenge. Yeah, that's I, I. I was getting frustrated for you. I was like, man, every single week I'm doing like a new segment on the guy playing next to right, Drew. You know, sure. like having, yeah. you know, some guys weren't even on the roster yeah. when mm-hmm. the season had started. Yeah. And something I that I think about is the transition between college game to the pro game, mm-hmm. where 
you know, CBA back when they did it in 2011, back when there was a lockout. That's when you started, you know, cutting down on two-a-days, and right. you don't have the same kind of interaction with your teammates mm-hmm. on the practice field. And I even think off the practice field, too, compared to college. Right. So talk about, like, that transition, especially as an outsider and as a fan. Mm-hmm. I mean, I can't really feel – I don't know what that impact is like. Like, especially in the offense line, I feel like that continuity and that chemistry is so important. How is that transition going between the college game and the pro game when you have so many different guys kind of coming in and out? No, that's tough. You know, in college, like when I was at Georgia, like it's, it's football 24-7. Yeah. Like we might have a month off, but you're you're always doing some type of, you know, football, staying in shape, all those things. And it's, and it's different because we have time away. And then also like how much the league changes, mm. you know, people coming in and out the room, like compared to last year, the room's, you know, totally different. Yeah. So that's another thing you have to overcome. But I guess the the more you grow into the sport, like we just understand that, you know, inside zone is inside zone, regardless of what you call it. You know what I'm saying? Like people just have a general understanding the more years you play. And I think it, it takes less time to build it when you have older guys. Yeah. yeah. Going back to Aziz, you obviously had his draft party. Mm-hmm. I'm sure he was hoping and obviously hoping, but expecting to go in the yeah. first. Were you there that first night with him or did you come on the second night? I was there both nights. Um, we expected him to go to the first round, you know what I'm saying? But the, the knee injury or whatever, I guess it came out later, or something like that, and he dropped down. Um, didn't expect it, but when he went to the second round, um, I had a feeling, you know, that we were mm. going to pick him, and I was excited for I sure. I mean, there was a buzz about him. If, if you know, if when they were on the clock right. at 20, if you exactly. said, if you, you know, like, who, who do you think the Giants are going to draft? I was going to say Aziz. Mm-hmm. He fit what, what you know, Patrick Graham and, and Joe and Judge were doing. Yep. And then when he was there at 50, it's like, okay, if he's if this isn't the pick, like, right. you yeah. know, the, I, I'm going to be blown away. For sure. Um. Oh, this is something we asked you before. Is this the strangest place you've been interviewed? Yes, definitely the strangest place. In the first interview with uh, a guy bigger than you, yeah. uh, reporter? Mm. Actually, for sure, yeah. There was a, a guy before you came onto the team, Tay Davis, a linebacker, yeah. and I, I lived down at, by uh, Orlando, and he was there mm. for the Pro Bowl. And we had talked before, and I was like, all right, let's do an interview. All right. And we did it in a car, smaller than that car <laughs> back there. And it was pouring. It was the year the Pro Bowl was, like, pouring down rain. Mm. I got to find the clip of it, but it's like 50 degree, like pouring down rain and squeezing in the back of a <laughs> And car. you're like leaning into him. <laughs> hey, hey, Tay Davis. Right. I know he was like, I can't believe I agreed to do this. <laughs> you're a fashion guy. I, oh, I think, uh, yeah, I, I've been, you know, part of being a good interviewer is mm-hmm. kind of stalking the IG. Right. And I did that this morning. And I saw an evolution before you got drafted mm-hmm. and then after you got drafted. And the, the, the fits and the drip game, as I think they call it. The drip game is quite unique. So here, so here's my question to you. As you can see, I'm wearing, like, these cargo shorts. Mm-hmm. Um, Bobby, 75% of the time we record, wears, like, neon green. My work <laughs> shirts. Like Dick, Dickie's work shirts. So, so talk to me about your approach fashion-wise yeah. and, you know, especially as those bigger guys. How, do, you know, how, can, I, how can I upgrade my game a little bit? So, honestly, it's, it's tough. Trying to find stuff that fits the right way. It's mm-hmm. brutal. It's tough. You know what I'm saying? Like, most of the times in the pants, like, like, my waist is small, but, like, my legs are bigger, so I have to get the bigger size pants. Like, I can put them on, like, take them on and off without unbuckling them like crazy. But uh, for me, I just try to keep my style simple, but it still pop a little bit. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Most of the times, some type of jeans, some pants, and then a nice color shirt. And then the shoe game, that's the easiest to find. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? They, they'll have my size and stuff like that. So whether it's Jordans or designer, like, just trying to get something that looks nice. Yeah. yeah. What size shoe are you? So it depends on what I'm wearing. Um, sometimes 15, sometimes 14. Okay. Yeah. yeah, the shoes are the biggest thing for me. One. You went to a bowl, we went I, to a bowling alley yesterday. And did you ask for 16? Yeah, 16. <laughs> I don't, you know, I don't got the first round pick money. You know, so, it's, you know, I, I, right. when I get a pair of shoes, I'm like, these shoes got to fit me right. You for know, sure. I'm going to wear these. So right. 
when I when I get a pair, I wear them until you know until the tread falls off of them. But speaking of shoes, black cement, white cement, Air Jordan threes, Dave's. Nah, one to ten. Give it. Give give a score. Nah, that's like an eight. It's an Dave's, eight. Dave's he comes in with a, a little bit of shoe game. I, mm-hmm. He surprised me a little bit, so we'll see how that goes. <laughs> How how is he so far? Like obviously you're not gonna yeah. like I hate him, but mm-hmm. you know like <laughs> like how's the vibe with him so far? No, he's got good energy. I like that about him so far. Um, every day he has the same energy. Um, I think he has a little bit of ADD. Uh, like he's he's just so excited trying to you know quiz us all the time just to make sure we're getting the plays down and stuff like that. So we'll see where that goes. We heard he's a big FaceTime guy. He is a FaceTime guy. He don't care where he's at. Mm. He'll FaceTime you. Don't even want anything. He'll just call you like, "What you doing?" I'm like, "Nothing." I'm the same way, man. People are like, "Stop FaceTime." I'm like, nah, I'm, I want to see. I want to see big your face when I when I talk to yeah. you. Um, here's something quick. When's your birthday? January twenty second. When's your birthday? January twenty second. Did you hey, know that? I did not know that. Wow. Oh man. <laughs> We're so. You know, next year we'll do some type of joint birthday party. You know, because we we have our social media people like mm-hmm. post the birthdays, right. and then January. I was like, okay. We, yeah. The guy I was like advocating for banging for sure. on the table twenty yeah. twenty January twenty second. So it's pretty cool. You know, we'll do something next year. You can you could pay the bill on whatever birthday you know, <laughs> birthday deal we do. All right, I got. I think I got. I got, I got like one good more. I want to go back to football. Mm-hmm. Is there something concretely that you're looking at your game mm-hmm. this camp? You know, especially hey, you're going to be going up against Kayvon. You're going to be going up against Z's. Kind of excited. I hope they open up training camp because that'd be really really cool to see yep. this year. But um, is there one thing that you're kind of concretely looking at your game saying, I want to upgrade that? I would say independent hands in the pass game. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of times I use a two-hand strike, and it, and it works sometimes. But against certain rushers, you can, you can get caught off guard, you know what I'm saying, doing that, that consistently. So just working on independent hand usage and stuff like that, like different flash, different techniques, and just trying to take my game to another level. Mm-hmm. Who was the toughest guy you went against this past year? This past year? Um Trying to think. Um, I actually like um, Barnett from the Eagles. Yeah. Like, I think he slept on a little bit, but, like, um, his skill set um, doesn't go well with mine. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think I'm better with, like, more elusive guys, guys mm-hmm. trying to run around the edge, but he's, like, a shorter, stockier guy um, with good power and stuff like that. So he was somebody that I like going against this year. Go- going back to your rookie season, mm-hmm. um, you were training to play right tackle, right? And then Nate opted out last second. Like, did that mess? Like, was that kind of like a like mess with your head at all? Like, oh, I've been, you know, getting ready to play right. Not really. When I was training, I was I was cross training. I was doing both because okay. I I really didn't know um, what I would be playing. And then you know, with COVID and everything, we didn't get to have like OTAs and rookie minicamp and all that stuff like that. So I was just training both because I didn't know you know where they would put me at. We we uh we talked with your guy Keenan Forney mm-hmm. that year. And uh, we were trying to pull it out because I was like, play him at left day one. Mm-hmm. Don't don't you know mess around. Play him at right. left. Play him at left day yeah. one. And we couldn't get it out of Keenan. Um, you know, and then obviously Nate kind of you know forced mm-hmm. their hand when right. when he opted out. Um, are you still like polished up on the piano game? Mm. I play every now and then. Yeah. Um, when I'm bored, if I'm not doing nothing, I'll go downstairs and play a little bit. How much like for like a you know an appearance fee for a wedding? Like, yeah, like that was and, and, that was going to be one of my. Last things. It's uh, can I can I bank on you when if if I one of us is going to get married eventually. <laughs> can can we bank on you to to play a little piano for my skill level? It'll probably be free. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's on camera. Uh, what you got to do is you got to get with Kadarius. I'm like, let me yeah. you know work on an instrumental for wow. you know for Warrior Four, yeah. Warrior wow. Five, whichever one comes out. Not E two. Um, 
Kadarius, we're big Kadarius fans. Mm-hmm. Do you ever got? Do you guys like in the locker room talk about his media appearances? Because those are like those are like a different entertainment level. It's just like, like he just laughs at him, and we have fun yeah. with it every single week. No, we really don't talk about it that much. But you see it on social media. He's a he's a funny guy. Yeah, yeah. He's I, he cracks me up, yeah. man. He's he's like one of my favorite guys mm-hmm. uh, on the team. Okay, New Jerseyisms. You're you're are you from Jersey? I'm not. You're not. No, do you stay in Jersey? Oh, do I stay? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, so, give us give us a little something. Because people that are from New Jersey, a lot of Giants fans from mm-hmm. Jersey, people like love whether it's like pizza, the Taylor ham versus pork roll debate, something. Like, what is something about New Jersey that you absolutely love? Love. Um, I'd probably say how close it is to the city. Okay. I can get to the city, you know, anytime I want. It's not, it's not hard. So, I'm in Fort Lee. So right, right, by right the bridge, on. yeah. So yeah. anytime I you know want to get to the city, I do like that. Right, right. Yeah. On. See, I'm the opposite way. I, I our office is right on. I, I can't I can't say where our office is on camera. <laughs> it's, it, it's in Manhattan. Yeah, it's smack dab in the middle. We were there for the draft, man. I, yeah. I couldn't wait to get back home, uh, down to Florida. Uh, so we'll finish it off with this. And you know we don't. How? What do we have to give you? A bunch of T-shirts. We did it with this Nick Gates true. last year. Mm-hmm. What do we got to do to get a Talking Giants versus the World tweet? That's mm-hmm. our slogan. Gates did it last year. It's the biggest social media post yeah. Gates ever did. Mm-hmm. I hate asking you guys for things, but what do we got to work on? You know, Air do. Drew shirts for the family? Or what, are we, what are we looking at? What's the price for that? I think the Air Drew shirts will be pretty cool. Okay, yeah. yeah give we us, can do that. Give yeah. us, uh, you know, shirts and sizes for the whole family, Perfect. which I think might be our best shirt. Like, yeah. DJ's is pretty cool, too. Mm-hmm. Uh that catch was, by the it way, was, was just yeah. insane. <laughs> he he he's a psychopath, the way oh, he he's kind plays, of a warrior, man. man. He, oh, he is, you man. know, like even before uh, when you were here in 2019, man, mm-hmm. it was just like he would just, I mean, just go head up the linebackers okay, and watch it slide. Like it's crazy. That reminds <laughs> me. This is my last question. Uh, I've I love like seeing the connections. Dion Jackson was your high school mm-hmm. teammate, and then yep. Daniel Jones at Duke. I was hoping they would have picked him up because you me know too. that would have been. Yeah. Uh, Cool. He's still, full circle. Is, right. is he still? I know he was with the Colts in preseason last year. Is he still like on the yeah, roster? He's, with them he's now? still there. Um, he's doing well. I know he got some some burn at, like special teams and stuff like that. Okay, he's, coaches like him, so I'm happy for him. He's for fast, sure. a good receiving yeah, back. Sure. I was really hoping yeah. to you know get that connection. Yeah, he could play. Yeah. Um, but I, I'm, I'm rooting for him. I just, you know I get trying to find all those Duke connections with those guys. Mm-hmm. Um, how you know the biggest? And I guess we're not finishing yet. Wow. Liar. The worst thing about uh, Gettleman not being here is that you don't get a guaranteed teammate every single year from wow. Georgia. That sucks, man. <laughs> I was hoping you get Salier. I know that's your boy. That was my guy. I was hoping for him. But, I mean, what was it, 15 picks this year? I was like, that's crazy we didn't get one of them. I know. <laughs> and, and the best year ever for right, Georgia exactly. players. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You, that's another thing. It's Georgia, man. It was insane watching that defense. And it's like, just dog, dog, crazy. dog. Yeah. Every single one, man. For sure. Um. How how many out of how like ten reps? How many does disease get on you? Back when we were at Georgia, either. Um, Every time I seen clips from training camp, yeah. I was like, all right, Drew, Drew's got him. At Georgia, I didn't lose a lot. It was, yeah, it was, that's just how it was. Um, and Z's obviously got better when I, you know, when I left, went to the league, he had got better. But when I was at Georgia, I didn't lose much. Yeah, yeah. he poked up, right? Yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah, yeah we could say it. I don't know how much you paid in this. All right, I, this is my last. Right, yeah, this come is on. My tenth last <laughs> question. Uh I got so frustrated. I, you know, I was like banging on the table, like offensive tackle one, and some of the talking points around you were so weird. Like, they're like, "Oh, he's the most pro ready," which isn't yeah. a bad thing. But I was like, "Yeah, 
I feel like they just looked at your production in the SEC and like, mm-hmm. oh, pro race. Like, no, he's got like a lot of room to grow mm-hmm. in that production. You know, and that's mm-hmm. why I was you know banging on the table for you. He's like, you know, some guy maybe more polished, Makai. Right. Have you watched Makai play in the NFL at all? I watch a little bit of. I haven't it's, seen much. I've never seen a guy yeah. throw NFL players yeah, around sure like him. I'm hoping. That big and he could move that well. That's it's it's the mo- I've never seen anything like yeah. it before. I'm hoping he gets healthy. Yeah, for sure. Um, and then, you know, Tristan's obviously been really good. You know, yeah. it's a good class, but mm-hmm. did you ever just be like, well, I don't know where these, like, talking points are coming from for the draft? No, that stuff was crazy. Like, you, some some things would have me super high. Some things, you know, have yeah. me low, and I'm just like, I can't I can't control any of this. Mm-hmm. So I'll just keep working. Yeah. Did you uh, – the New York market – because, I mean, it was raining down on you, and it was mm-hmm. like – and those other guys kind of – like. You, the Steelers game, you played well. Mm-hmm. Even though, for some reason, some people, like Dupree on the backside, it's like, well, that was on – at least I thought it was on purpose. They were leaving the backside yeah. and block. It's not like you were just like, ah, just right. you know, run past. People were blaming me for that. But it seemed like that Tampa game versus JPP, it kind of all started to clicking together. But, mm-hmm. man, we're proud of you. It's uh, Yeah, man. It's been really good. You know, in this past year was, you know, not a lot of fun to watch the Giants, but that, yeah. you know, watching you every single week yep. do work. Um, I'm still mad that Quinn got that sack on you because he was, he was going for the record. He was, was dipping the edge every not, time. Not playing the run at all. I was like, <laughs> not, <laughs> not even a second. Not even. Run. Yeah, I've never seen a guy just like <laughs> dipping the edge. I'm like, right. I was like, damn. I was like, he's killing him, but he's gonna get him one time. And uh, but it was all good. Andrew, appreciate you coming on, man. It's uh, it's a pleasure, and uh, good luck this uh, you know, these OTAs in this next season, man. Yeah, appreciate y'all for having me. No doubt. All right, thank you to Andrew Thomas for coming on the show. That was quite an awesome interview. Really, really fun time we had with him in a van. In a van. Always going to remember that. So, before we talk about some like UDFA signings. Ryder Anderson, Jordan Mosley. We got to talk about Roman. When the moment for intimacy arrives, you need to be ready. You got to be Roman ready. Whether you've been in a relationship for years or you're just getting started, having the confidence that comes from preparation means you're free to enjoy the moment when the moment comes, I guess no pun intended. Even though you are far from ordinary, and so are we on this couch, the truth is, is that ED is really common. In fact, 52% of guys aged 40 to 70 experience some form of erectile dysfunction. So go to GetRoman.com world, talking Giants versus the world, now to speak to a U.S. licensed healthcare professional about erectile dysfunction to get $15 off your first month of treatment. I love how Roman is discreet. I, I guess, you know, you shouldn't, you shouldn't have any embarrassment with ED. It's like I said, like or like half of men 40 to 70 kind of experience it. But if you are, if you don't want everybody knowing, if you don't want the whole neighborhood, if you don't want your postman, your Amazon guy knowing that you got some issues, it's a, it comes in discreet packaging. U.S. licensed healthcare professional, they're going to help you get it right, and they're going to help you get Roman ready. So go to get... Go to GetRoman.com slash world today. And if you're prescribed, get $15 off your first month of ED treatment. Make sure you're ready to have the confidence to control this summer. Be Roman ready. All right, Justin, let's uh, do a little bit of rookie roundup, rookie camp roundup, and then uh, I, I guess OTAs. They started OTAs, but yeah. ED wasn't there. It was a couple of from the Giants press clippings. Um, first, there's so – just some notes from Dan Sal- uh, uh, Salomon's article. You know, he covers the Giants for, for the Giants. Saquon, two touchdowns receiving in the red yep. zone. Um, obviously, none of this stuff that we're going to talk about read into too much. But, like, it has been kind of stated over and over again so far with this coaching staff is that they're going to really try and involve Saquon in the receiving game. 
which the last coaching staff didn't involve him very much at all. No. Um, they were, but they're, they're, the last coaching staff's involvement of him in the receiving game was splitting him out wide. And then you have the Saints touchdown, the Chargers touchdown. but And, and then Shermer would put him out of the backfield and would almost never put him out wide. So I really think they're going to try and move him around. Yeah, there's a, there's a middle him. ground between what they did in 2018 – when it be with him getting like 90 catches, right? And then what they tried to do last year were just splitting him out wide, and then he had some of the plays in the Saints game, right? I feel like there's there's a middle ground between the two. And I feel, you know, utilizing the running back, utilizing Saquon Barkley in the intermediate part of the field as a receiving option, even just as a checkdown guy. Now, that's also with Daniel Jones, too, where he needs to train himself to look at the sideline for his checkdowns, right? Yeah. Instead of just the middle of the field. So if you're going to have Saquon Barkley as like this checkdown option and he's getting more receptions, um, you know, that needs to be part of the offense because getting, again, there's there's not enough easy plays. We talked about that with Wondell Robinson. So Saquon Barkley should be involved uh, in the receiving game more as this check down option, um, whether he's out of the backfield, running more routes out of the backfield, and then also at lined up out wide as well. Yusuf Corker, the safety, the UDFA safety out of Kentucky, the one like we him. really liked a lot. Yeah. He had the only interception of the first day of OTAs, which interceptions in OTAs is a pretty good thing, you know, because yeah. It's very much set up for the offense when you're not in pads or anything. Um, and, again, anything we say in this this part of the episode, don't read in too much, but it, there's three safeties who are guaranteed roster spots with McKinney, Love, and Belton. Yep. So there's one wide open, and after one day being with the full team, Corker definitely has the edge over Trenton Thompson or Jordan, Jordan Mosley, like making plays like this. This is how you kind of get yourself yep. noticed how – you know, it's week one. It's like, all right, maybe we could give him some box reps. It's making these type of plays in camp. And that's how, you know, this is this was how Darius Slayton got some run early on. You know, because remember, he was injured during most of camp. But rookie camp, OTAs, like he did really well in those. Yeah. Uh, had a good connection with Daniel Jones. Missed the first two week of the, weeks of the season with injury. But they because they kind of saw some of what they liked out of him, they were able to throw him on the field that week three game versus Tampa. And he had, you know, three catches for 75 yards or whatever it was and then became a starter after that. Yeah, and all you heard in 2019 um, throughout that camp, you know, throughout that OTA rookie rookie mini camp, whatever, is you heard just Pat Shermer saying Darius Slayton, Darius Slayton, Darius Slayton. So keep an eye out. You know, one of the things I'm going to be listening for when Brian Dable kind of speaks is what name is he saying often? What name is just repeating over and over and over again? We didn't have that opportunity yet, but, uh, you know, Yusuf Corker getting interception day one, kind of fun. And then Daniel Bellinger had the catch of the day. I don't know if it was from Daniel Jones. It, it wasn't said. Mm-hmm. But if it was, we got some tight window throw. I, I love Daniel Bellinger. I'm hoping he gets the the, the he, he gets that pass to tight end one. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, they're not throwing him in tight end one reps right off uh, rip with the team. But uh, hopefully, he does get there. Best case scenario. Yeah. All right. Now, let's, we got two new UDFAs who were signed from the rookie minicamp. By the way, they fielded like 85 rookies – not all rookies, you know, some guys are vet exemptions and then some uh, vet tryouts. But they had, like, last year they had six rookie camp tryouts with six draft picks and then, like, five. Like, they had 16 guys there. This year they had 84 guys on the field part of their rookie camp. Like, I was, it was insane to see the numbers of, of the people they I had out there. I not know it was that many. Yeah, 84, because you have, you know, you had the five, you know, vet tryouts. Garrick Dieter was one of those, you know, a guy that was with the Chiefs. Um, 11 draft picks. 11 draft picks. How many UDFAs? 15? Uh, at the time, at the time, uh, 
14 because Truesdale failed a physical, so he wasn't part of the team. And then just a ton of rookie camp invites. Oh, my gosh. All right, but two guys stood out enough to get signed uh, to the 90-man roster, and we'll start of that with – well, I guess we'll talk about the safety spot because that's the, the, the best path, and that's Jordan Mosley, the safety out of Maryland, six foot, 201 pounds. At his pro day, ran a 4.740, 34-inch vertical jump. So a bad 40 time, but his, his change of direction, like three-cone drill and, and shuttle stuff wasn't bad. Played a lot of reps for Maryland over the last few years, 83 tackles this past season, seven passes deflected. And again, a lot like Trenton Thompson, um, a little like Yusuf Corker, like Dane Belton, was, they really value safety versatility, and that's yep. what Jordan Mosley is. He's versatile. They lined him up all over. I think he's a pretty smart player. Like He ID things well, especially when he was playing from deep. And, you know, Nick Cross was a, a safety out of Maryland that we talked about, who, you know, the Colts drafted. Very fun, very athletic, but he didn't know how to ID things. He would take risks that didn't make sense. Um, and he was just – he needed to learn how to play the safety position. Like, Jordan Mosley was kind of a better safety at Maryland than Nick Cross. Mm. Now, obviously, you draft Nick Cross, and, and Jordan Mosley's a UDFA for a reason. Um, you know, but he did ID things well, you know, coming down from the under uh, – you know, from deep, you know, coming down on the under concepts, knowing when to you know, uh, play the deep half. Um, when they did put him down, like, towards the line of scrimmage, he played a lot of man coverage. And he, yeah, a lot of off man against tight ends, right? Yeah, yeah, playing yeah. versus tight And he looked pretty decent on it. It wasn't great, but, like, he was on the hip. You know, there were yep. some slant routes. Um, you know, there was, like, against Michigan, had a really nice pass deflection on a tight end on a slant, just ate it up. Um, and then in the box, uh, like, decent at taking out blocks. There was some bad reps I saw, but for the most part, he was good at taking on blocks, slipping underneath them. Um, you know, and and when he's lined up in the box, he's not slamming the gaps, going crazy, but he's also not passive. Um, now to the negative things, his footwork and transition takes just too many steps. There's not bursts out of his back pedal, and he can he could just he just needs some footwork, uh, you know, uh, refinement. Plus, he just you know the four seven forty is a real yeah. That thing. straight line speed is probably like his worst quality. Yeah, like he doesn't burst out of the back pedal. He lacks range, you know. So if you're playing him deep, he's going to lack that range. And it's like, yeah, how good is he down the box? How good is he going to be able to translate the man coverage to tight ends in the NFL? Um, but I thought he did an all right job moving uh, moving forward. Well, uh, after you know having that initial not great startup out of the out of the back pedal, um, and again. Maybe has like a twenty percent missed tackle rate, but in the games I watched, he was a really solid tackler for them. Yeah, I didn't see any any numbers about miss miss tackle rate, but uh, yeah, I thought he was a sound tackler. Um, off ball man coverage against tight ends, kind of coming down if he's not playing that that deep safety. Um, you know, those are the 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 main notes that I had, and then uh, you know the the bad straight line speed. Yeah, so Yusuf Corker, Trenton Thompson from San Diego State, uh, Jordan Mosley. There's essentially two safety spots open because a lot like I could see them carrying five. Safeties, I could see them carrying five too. Yeah, especially with the the lack of corner uh, back depth. Um, the, so they should all have a good chance to at least make the practice squad. But there's a good chance two of them make the roster. Now I do lean Corker and Mosley or, or Corker and Thompson out of yeah, San Diego say, State. Yeah, yeah. But again, they didn't sign this guy out of rookie camp for no reason. Um, you know, there's there's four. There, we have two starters and then four rookies behind them right now, yeah. um, and I think all three of those guys are going to get just as good as a shot. Like I don't think the fact that they signed Corker or Thompson before him give like if he if he plays better, you know, like he may not have the same athleticism, uh, but you know he ids things well. Like he ids things better than Yusuf Corker does. Yeah. Um. 
I don't. I think I like Thompson a lot better than him. Uh, and neither one, him or Thompson don't have like that great trait that Corker has, where he's when he's playing in the box. Um, so I don't think he makes the roster. But this is a spot where you have every opportunity to make the roster. That safety position. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um. So our rankings are still Corker, Thompson, uh, Mosley. Right. Yep. I agree. Yep. All right. The other one they signed, Ryder Anderson, uh, defensive end out of Indiana, worked with Michael McFadden. Mm-hmm. By the way, they worked together on some stunts, and McFadden did a good job setting him up. There was one sack uh, uh, that he got that was really – I think it was against Michigan um, where Ryder Anderson got the sack. But he was a, a transfer from Ole Miss. Like, he played from Ole Miss from 2017 to 20 and then was, a, I think, a grad transfer to, to Indiana. Put up some decent numbers. I had 47 tackles this past year. Two and a half sacks, seven and a half tackles for Lawson, and kind of had that same exact production the year before at Ole Miss. Um, Ole Miss, they kind of were like going to give up his spot at that point, you know, because they, you know, they weren't, you know, giving those fifth year guys that, you know, took the extra year because of COVID. Um, what I got on him was not great get off, but he is like a solid athlete. Like he, so he played end, like defensive, like he played edge in college, but for him, I see him with that body size. With not having a good get off of the yeah, line of scrimmage, not a lot of burst, yeah. Uh, moving to that like four I five technique, yep. you know, playing inside or directly outside the tackles, you know, inside the tackle shoulder on passing downs and on non passing downs, you know, playing that outside shoulder of the offensive tackle. Um, you know, like he's he's best uh, in tacking inside uh, that inside shoulder. Like he can take advantage of of a of a guy who may not have like that great upper body strength that he can push to get. He's got long arms, and when he does strike well, he's able to really extend and and push uh you know push the in, push the gate open inside those uh those offensive linemen. Um, but he does need to be more consistent with his strike. Um, and he's like he's he can. There's times where I saw him push the pocket back, but he needs like he just has slow feet. Like he doesn't have that rapid feet to yeah. dominate a rep when he gets a guy on skates. Um, does set a good like he's a good you know run player. Uh, I, I think because of the position he plays, he probably doesn't have a great chance at making this roster. Justin, yeah. Um, but he's got a decent frame and a position change might do some do some good for him. You know, you know, moving more towards the inside. Um, but just the 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 get off of the line of scrimmage is bad and it's very noticeable. It's the first thing you notice when you watch him. Yeah, and I feel like he kind of wants to be, and you saw this out on the edge. He kind of wants to be this speed rusher, but he's not. Yeah. And uh, on the inside, you're you're you don't have the space to do that. You know, you have to kind of use your arm length. You have to use your power. You have to generate the power. You know, uh, from from your legs and stuff like that. So um, I hope I, I I think he can be a pretty solid if he focuses on the extension, the long arms, and the power generating that from the legs and kind of you know bull, bull rushing guys. So uh, you know if he can do that more on the inside, then hey, he may he may make some plays in camp preseason. Let's go. Yeah, you. So we're calling him a defensive lineman. A lot of their UDFAs now are defensive linemen. Obviously, Tyron Truesdale. I think that might have had something to do with it. Is Truesdale not uh, passing as physical? It's like, okay, we'd like to get another D lineman yeah. in here for camp. Um, you know, at the end of the day, you know that's probably what he is. At the end of the day, is a camp body. Um, so that helped, but they also are all different types, you know. Uh, Antonio Valentino is different than him. Jabari Ellis is different than from uh, what he does. And then who's the other defensive tackle? I can't believe I'm not thinking of it right Hinton? now. Hinton, Chris Hinton, Michigan, the one we like. Yeah, yeah. see, I'm already freaking slacking on these UDFA's. So um, I don't think he's going to make the roster, but I don't think so. UDFA, we wanted to talk about him. Yeah, got to talk about him. Um, 
Any else uh, other rookie roundup uh, stuff from camp? I mean, there's really nothing that came out of it. You know, even like you I know, watched D- um, Dable's uh, pressers didn't read, didn't really give them anything to to talk about. There was nothing that was really big coming out of it, which is it's not a obviously like it's fine. If you wanna, if you want a fun, uh, you know, maybe 15, 13 minute break from work. Um, the game that I watched a Ryder Anderson was Indiana versus Penn State. Our friend do a barrel roll um, uploaded that game. Uh, Indiana defense, Penn State offense. He update uh, he uploaded that game to YouTube. Um, look that up. Watch that if you want a good uh, thirteen minute break uh, from work, and uh, you will see Micah McFadden making like fifteen awesome plays that but game. McFadden so. is a fun player, and he's a pretty personable dude. Like he was like saying like. He was like, yeah, I didn't really play football, you know, to junior year. And they're like, why didn't you play? He's like, oh, no, I did play. I just sucked. He's like, I wasn't good. <laughs> um, you know, he's like, they moved me to defensive end. And then I, then I be, kind of became good. And he's like, it's, you know, learning the defense is like, you know, drinking from a fire hose. So he's a pretty person. When did he play defensive end? Did he say? Do you In know? In high school. All right, because that kind of. He was like talking about junior year of high school. That makes, I mean, that kind of makes sense, right? You know, kind of knowing that he can rush the passer a little yeah. bit. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously, you know, he doesn't have the size to be like an NFL pass rusher from the edge um, or, you know, with his hand in the dirt. But he is a really good pass rusher. Like, yeah. You, we we watched a lot of linebackers in this, in this you know, this uh, draft prep. And it's like he was definitely the most fun pass rusher out of all of them, you know. Yeah. Um, I won't necessarily say the best because I don't know if the strength is going to translate. And that's really what it's more down to. You're not going to. You're not gonna make fools of a guy of guys a ton of NFL starters, but he had some. You know, I, I think some of it will translate well, and they liked him more than Beavers. They drafted him ahead of Beavers, obviously. So you know, right now, realistically, even uh, you know, give Tay Crowder the benefit of the doubt. He's the he's the first linebacker off the bench right now after Tay Crowder. Yeah, yeah. So watch that Penn State game. All right, Justin. Do we got anything else before we close this out? No, no. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for listening. It's uh. It's episodes like these, and it stays like these, where we know that, uh, you know, we we got the hey, we may not have the world on our side, Talking but uh, Giants versus the world. But you know, all all you who kind of follow us, who uh, who, who like what we do, uh, we we like you a lot, and we we really appreciate you. Um, you know, especially days like today, um, because it's gonna be you know a, a day that I'm gonna remember because uh, it's like a first for us. So. Yeah, definitely was very cool, and, and yeah, hopefully it'll open the door for us to do some more stuff like that. Um. And now we got that freaking van, too. I love that van. Mm. All right, Justin. I'll see you in North Carolina. North Carolina. May 27th. Come on out. We'll Charlotte see you Motor guys at Charlotte Motor Speedway. Come yep. on out. Have a good time with us. Um, so we appreciate you guys. Uh, we'll see you on Friday. I don't know what we're doing for Friday. We might have another interview because um, I don't know if any news is going to pop up. And we did a mailbag. So we might have another interview for you on Friday. Uh a very usual, we've done it every year, post-draft interview. Okay, not, we're not going to shock you again. Yeah, yeah. Don't expect that every time. We told our Patreon, it's like, we, it's like, we got something so cool coming for you next week, but we can't say it until... Somebody guessed it. And someone's like, it's Andrew Thomas? And I was like, nope. No. I was like, I was like we want to do that, but it's not <laughs> Andrew Thomas. Um, but it, it was Andrew Thomas. So, go, go show Andrew Thomas some love. Like, tweet at him, like, loved you on Talking Giants. Yes, I mean, we've already, you guys, The reaction to the tweets, I've already done a lot of that, but good stuff. All right, we appreciate you guys. We'll see you on Friday. Until then, let's go Big Blue.